0: So then when um, I was introduced to CrossFit, it was one of those things where I fell in love, or and as many people probably have already heard, I fell in love with the community. And that was that team aspect that I was craving for again. Um, and I fell in love with it. And to this day, the community is the biggest piece of importance for me.
1: This is episode number 62 with Becca Voy. Hello to all of my Pursuing Health listeners. I have something important to talk to you about this week. I can't believe it, but the podcast has now been running every other week for two full years, and I can't thank you all enough for your enthusiasm, your feedback, and your support along the way. We have some big plans for the future, and I can't wait to share them with you as our community continues to grow. Right now, we're at a bit of a transition point. As you probably know, this month I'm starting residency, which means my time has become even more limited and much less flexible. I've greatly appreciated the help of Beyond the Whiteboard in producing the podcast for the past two years, but the time has come for me to consider bringing on an additional sponsor or two in order to keep delivering great content on a consistent basis, and also to prevent myself from becoming absolutely crazy and sleep deprived this year. I can make a few promises to you upfront about this. The only sponsors that I'll bring on the podcast will be products or services that I use myself and that have brought some incredible value to my own life. I'll be able to tell you about my personal experience with them and how they might help you too. I also will bring on sponsors that are willing to give you, as a listener of Pursuing Health, some extra value that you would not find elsewhere, for example, in the form of a discount code or a special offer. I also will not interrupt the content of the episode in order to tell you about a sponsor. That content will always say at the beginning or at the end. So I hope you understand this small change and that pursuing health sponsors will add some value to your own life. If you're not interested, no worries. Just fast forward through the first few minutes of the episode. Thanks again for listening and for your ongoing support. And with that, let's get started by hearing a little bit about my first sponsor, Mobility Wad. This episode is brought to you by Mobility Wad. Do you struggle to get into good positions in your training and workouts? Are your movement compensations causing you undue pain and grief? MWAD's belief is that every human being should be able to perform basic maintenance on themselves. For nearly 10 years, Mobility Wad has been the go-to for the world's best athletes and teams. Do you know what hundreds of Olympic and world-class athletes, professional teams in the NFL, MLB, basketball, hockey, rugby, and soccer, and dozens of universities all have in common? They use Mobility Wad to train and compete at their best. I first took Dr. Kelly Sturet's Movement and Mobility course in 2013 and since then have read his books and followed his videos for ideas on how to address my own movement restrictions. But sometimes having all this information can become overwhelming, which is why I think the real genius is in the MWOD subscription. As part of this subscription, you have access to not only hundreds of hours of video content that can be filtered based on your specific questions, but also a daily 10-minute Mobility wad video. You just log in and follow Kelly's instructions as if he is there coaching you in person for 10 minutes per day. You may pick up certain exercises that you wish to incorporate on a regular basis before or after your workouts. But at the very least, by following this daily program, you know you are addressing a wide range of movement patterns and body parts on a regular basis without having to think about it. I often do these sessions first thing in the morning or before bed as a way to wind down from the day. In addition, you have access to an on-ramp sequence and a 14-day mobility challenge that helps you understand the basics and identify the areas you personally need to focus on. You can lean on the MWOD community and discussion boards to learn from others who have been through similar situations or injuries. And if you need more personalized help, you can use the MWOD list to find a like-minded practitioner in your area. It's easy to become part of the Mobility WAD community, but for being a Pursuing Health listener, you can receive 20% off an annual membership with code Julie Foucher. That's J-U-L-I-E-F-O-U-C-H-E-R. Just visit www.mobilitywod.com. Full potential, full power. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Julie Foucher, family medicine resident and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring to you information and inspiration from experts and everyday individuals for how to use lifestyle to maximize health. Thank you so much for joining me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to Pursuing Health. The CrossFit Games are now just around the corner and to celebrate, I'll be doubling up on podcast episodes until that time. This week, we have one of the most dominant CrossFit Games Masters athletes, Ron Ortiz, as well as a CrossFit Games legend who will be competing for the first time in the Masters category this year, Becca Voigt. In this episode, I sit down with Becca, who is a nine-time CrossFit Games athlete, coach, and affiliate owner of CrossFit Training Yard. We caught up at the Reebok Athlete Summit in the Bahamas earlier this year to talk about everything from how she fell in love with CrossFit, to the evolution of her training and CrossFit Games competition, and what drives her to pour her time and energy into coaching others and running her affiliate. A little bit of background on Becca before we get started. She's competed in the CrossFit Games every single year since 2008, which is an accomplishment no other athlete can claim. She's consistently finished in the top half of the field and earned a spot on the podium with a third place finish in 2011. Becca was also awarded the prestigious 2014 Spirit of the Games Award for her positive attitude and sportsmanship throughout the competition. Becca currently resides in Toluca Lake, California, where she trains and runs her affiliate CrossFit Training Yard. A few quick reminders before we get started. First, if you're enjoying the podcast, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and consider giving it a rating. I'm also always looking for inspiring stories to share. So if you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send your story to me at info at juliefouché.com and I'll select some to share here on future episodes. To check out my online training programs through Beyond the Whiteboard, visit beyondthewhiteboard.com forward slash juliefouché. Finally, please remember that although I'm now officially a doctor, this podcast is meant to share the experiences of individuals and does not provide medical advice. So with that, let's get started here with episode number 62 of Pursuing Health featuring Becca Voigt. Welcome back to Pursuing Health. I'm here with Becca Voigt, and we are in the Bahamas with Reebok been having an awesome time but thanks for sitting down with me of course thanks for having me yes um we were actually just talking earlier today about when we first met at the games and <laughs> I was I've been talking to people about all day about sort of the different generations and what their first experience was like at the games and I remember going to our first athlete briefing and sitting down next to you and Lindsey Smith and just being totally starstruck because I had watched you guys on the videos the previous year (laughs) in 2009 so it's crazy just how the evolution of the sport has gone over the past few years.
0: It's incredible to also see who's kind of still in it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be really cool to see kind of who comes out of the woodworks for that Masters 35 to 40 or 39.
1: Yes it's so true. I was actually just talking to Talena about that because that's her goal this year and um, it's just to see the names that are going to come back, mm-hmm. you know, of people that we had been watching years ago or people who are just transitioning seamlessly from the individual competition into the Masters. It's going to
0: be really fun to watch. Yeah, I think it's going to become a lot more competitive, too. Uh, yes. For the Masters. <laughs> <laughs> Most
1: definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, but maybe we could start sort of at the beginning for you. I know you played basketball growing up, but what? Yeah. What was your athletic background like and growing up playing sports?
0: Um, I started sports when I was four. Oh wow! So my mom and dad. I mean, I, I learned how I learned how to walk when I was um, on a soccer field because that's oh what my, my gosh. parents did. <laughs> <laughs> my mom played uh, soccer her entire life. Wow. Yeah, she was on the uh, U.S. team and went to Germany oh, that's for so like cool. the Pepsi Cup or something. Wow. Yeah, and so that was kind of my first introduction to any type of uh-huh. team sports. And then from there, while I was a natural soccer player, I wanted nothing to do with it because <laughs> my mom was involved, okay. my dad was involved in it, and I just wanted to kind of fall into my own sport. Okay. And so I think it was elementary school, uh, sixth grade specifically, mm. um, I had one of the basketball coaches kind of recruit me okay. for <laughs> his 16, team. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I had no – I was – I had a lot of heart. I right. tried real hard. Right, hard worker. And so, yeah, and I was tall. And that I think helps. that was the appeal. And so I started my journey of basketball – And I was lucky to take it um, to college. Mm -hmm. I played two years in junior college, and then um, I got a bunch of grants to go to a private college up in the Bay Area, Menlo College. Wow. And that's kind of how I finished out my career.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. What was that like
1: when you finally, I mean, you'd been playing basketball your whole life. What was that like? when your basketball career kind finally came to a close
0: um, it was hard I didn't really have an identity because mm-hmm. that's kind of what I identified with uh, right. my whole life and so it was really hard to fall into like the global gym scene right and I struggled with that and I think that's kind of when my weight started to become more of an issue okay not that I was you know terribly overweight but you know i went i moved down to san diego after college and so i became a little bit more of a partier than i probably should have okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> you had been so good in college with sports and everything yeah i <laughs> know you're kind of put my hair down and let loose <laughs> 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 so then when um i was introduced to crossfit it was one of those things where i fell in love or and as many people probably have already heard i fell mm-hmm. in love with the community yeah and that was that team aspect that i was craving for again mm-hmm. Um, and I fell in love with it. And to this day, the community is the biggest piece of importance for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do, what was your first experience like with CrossFit or how did you? So my best friend worked it? at a gym okay. uh, in the, in the Bay area. Um, and she was like, Hey, we're, we're doing CrossFit. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool. She's mm-hmm. like, we're doing an event for prostate cancer.
1: Oh, wow. She's
0: like, you should be involved. And <laughs> I was like, okay, what do, what do I have to do? And yeah. she's like, practice these five movements and then it was ended up being fight gone bad wow <laughs> and i actually did really well that's amazing uh, i couldn't walk for a week but <laughs> it wasn't until well the community up there was amazing mm-hmm. and i was just floored by the people who stood behind me cheering me on during mm-hmm. my heat mm-hmm. and that was really cool um and then i got to kind of experience the rest of the day and they had like adaptive athletes okay and, um special needs, Mm -hmm. um, athletes that went through it too. And just to see the community, you know, gather around these athletes and cheer them on and watch the enthusiasm that these athletes had was just so amazing. And it really kind of moved me to tears. Mm -hmm. And I was like, from that point on, I was like, I want to be a part of this. Yeah. I want to be part of, and be something more grand and that's kind of how it started I found a gym in my area cuz mm-hmm. I was living in Los Angeles okay um, so I found a gym in my area and that's kind of how it all evolved and I met wow. Katie Hogan who's mm-hmm. one of my best friends Chris Clever who I work out with every single day very mm-hmm. good friend of mine um, and it just kind of evolved from there that's amazing what an amazing first
1: experience to have yes I mean you think about sometimes now people being so intimidated or walking into a gym and having, you know, not the best first experience, but to go into it seeing how powerful it can be as a fundraiser and with such an amazing community, that's yeah. not something I think that everyone experiences the first time that they try CrossFit.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you and it makes me really sad. So at my gym mm-hmm. um we make it a point. I make everybody introduce themselves to the people that they don't know okay um, in the beginning trying to get them kind of out of their shell mm-hmm. they had to do burpees if uh-huh. they didn't do it if uh. they couldn't say the person's <laughs> name then um, it became more burpees or some sort of penalty uh, now it's kind of calmed down a little bit mm-hmm. um, I kind of announced like you got to meet our new friends mm-hmm. um, but for the most part people don't even have to be told right once they you set up that out. culture yeah. yeah and I feel like that's kind of how we keep most of our or actually get our uh, sorry those potential clients mm-hmm. to kind of stay and stick around for the seven day free trial that we mm-hmm. offer. Um, it's because they're like the community is really nice. Like, yeah. why are these people so nice to me? <laughs> I'm like, that's just what this is. Right, that's what it's, it's about. Yeah,
1: and it's so it's so great to see you doing that because I think it can be so easily lost. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's easy to do if people see everyone else doing it, but. If all of a sudden you start having a culture where people are just going in, working out, putting their weights away and going home, yeah, it's you're not nearly it. as fun. And people, you know, it means so much when people know your name or they know what's going on in your life and yeah. you can st- start developing those relationships. Yeah, so. it's,
0: a, it's really interesting to see, if, like, my clients go to other gyms, like, mm-hmm. when they're on a vacation and traveling um, and it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. They're like, it was so uncomfortable. I was like, yeah, we don't want anybody new coming to our gym feeling uncomfortable. Right. It's already an uncomfortable start when you step into a gym. It's like a family reunion and you're like the new girlfriend or boyfriend. You're so uncomfortable to meet all these family members who Mm -hmm. know each other. But if people are really friendly and welcoming, it's, you know, you feel like you're part of the family. So true. Yeah. So
1: true. How were you? So you were obviously a member of different gyms before you started your own. But Mm -hmm. what obviously the community was really important to you. But what other things did you take from different affiliates or ideas that you wanted to implement in your own gym
0: yeah we uh have a big um belief that we need to teach mm-hmm. and do a lot of teaching in our gym mm-hmm. um our my coaches myself we're not wad facilitators it's mm-hmm. kind of what i call it mm-hmm. um, yeah anyone can call at the time but i want my coaches to watch you move mm-hmm. and make your experience better And I feel like that's very important because, Mm -hmm. you know, even you and I, who've been doing this for a very long time, Mm -hmm. uh, can always do and be better. Absolutely. Um, and so if you don't have anyone in your ear, like, Hey, maybe you should try it this way. You might not do it, Right. but at least it's refreshing to see like no one's kind of given up on me because I move, you know, decent. Right. Um, everybody's important and. I want people to move better. I want them to have a different perspective of how to do a movement Mm -hmm. or um, just something that they can learn from because that's exhilarating when Mm -hmm. you get a PR because you all of a sudden learned how to use your hamstrings. Right. Uh, (laughs) So that's one of the big pieces of uh, our gym as well. I don't want my coaches just standing there being a cheerleader.
1: Right, starting the timer. Yeah. You know, drinking their coffee or checking the phone. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, it's crazy to think about, or we laugh when we think about it, but it happens, you know, more than you would like to think. So that's great. So you love the community, fell in love with the community, you joined a gym. How did you then end up competing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We actually, it's really funny because I just kind of fell into it. Okay. Uh, I love competition. Um, I love that, you know, exhilaration. Um the feeling of apprehension mm-hmm. and that adrenaline rush. And so it was kind of natural. But um, signing up for my first CrossFit Games, <laughs> <laughs> I was legitimately in Vegas. Uh-huh. It was midnight. We were eating dinner or something, snack. <laughs> and CrossFit, CrossFit released these games or yeah. this affiliate get-together. <laughs> and the first 100 athletes, male and female, who signed up and paid their $100, got to compete in this competition. (laughs) So that's kind of my first introduction to it. Uh And when I got there, it was kind of like what I imagined Woodstock would have been. Mm -hmm. Well, well, minus the drugs and alcohol. (laughs) Um, Just a lot of fitness. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of fitness. But it was just right up my alley. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where it was just fun. Like I didn't know any one of the people that I met that weekend's profession, Mm -hmm. but by the end, I came out with uh, so many new friends, oh, that's amazing. and it was fun. I think that's where I met like Libby, um, you know, Katie Mouter, and mm-hmm. there's so many different people who had, you know, I met. You know, I remember watching Jason win that year. Right. It was it was really cool to see. I had I tore something in my knee. Before, not at the games, but you know, my knee was completely sore. I was in an ice bath, my hands were completely shredded, and all (laughs) I wanted to do was do it again. So that (laughs) kind of spawned (laughs) everything.
1: Then you were really hooked. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it was really
1: fun. That's awesome. It's that's I did get to visit Aromas once, but I just can't imagine what it would have been like to be back there to be competing. It was cool to see you guys go back there this past year for another event that must have been really neat from your perspective yeah, I,
0: I'm really glad I got to go back I know a lot of athletes have gone to mm-hmm. the ranch and they've you know demoed something or right but I hadn't had that opportunity so to go back uh, I was I was more proud Mm-hmm. and I was you know t- talking to other athletes who have never been there it was just like a proud moment to kind of bring it back full circle right um because some people don't don't truly understand the full passion that I have for this sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really cool for other people to experience it and say they've been there. Right. Oh, it's so cool. It's
1: just such a cool part of the history
0: of the games. Yeah, it really is. That's amazing.
1: And then you've competed every year since then, which yeah. is amazing, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and just gives you such a unique perspective that absolutely no one else has. What has it what has the evolution been like from your perspective?
0: You know, I mean, it's it's becoming more difficult, mm-hmm. which it has to be. Right. But the evolution is kind of growing with our athletes. I feel like, you know, specifically for the women, I don't think when we first started, Chris Clover, Katie and I, you know, Lindsay Valenzuela, who's now, or yeah, Valenzuela, yeah. not Benson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we started, you know, we were the strong girls and we were able to empower other women mm-hmm. who never thought they could lift the amount of weight that they could. Right. And I think that that just continues to go. No one thought they would be able to snatch 200 pounds, but now it's like Girls a daily a cur- it. yeah. occurrence. It's and amazing. You know, I feel like it has to evolve. It has to grow. It has to get heavier to challenge us athletes. But I think it's more importantly, it's empowering all of us to be better than we were yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, proving to yourself you can do more than you thought originally um so you know we're always going to have Dave Castro's devious workouts (laughs) and you know he he wants to sort of kill us (laughs) it's very (laughs) very very twisted (laughs) yes but it's accurate but it's it's special I mean it's an important piece of you know what we do Mm -hmm. uh the one thing negative that i feel that the Mm -hmm. games portrays is that the everyday person watches the games Mm -hmm. and automatically thinks that that's not for them right and i really wish that they understood that this is that's the sport of fitness and crossfit can be Mm -hmm. just a fitness regimen right and that is for everybody
1: right i i agree i think i hear that most from everyone that They see it on TV, and then they think that that's what it is. It's just about the competition and the people who are really at the top of the sport. And so I think that makes it more intimidating for people to walk into a gym, for sure. Yeah. I do love what they do with the commercials, though. I think those are my favorite part of watching the games every year, because I think they do try to tell that story through the commercials, which Mm -hmm. is always amazing. And all the
0: different companies that are involved with the CrossFit Games are now... I mean, it's not a rinky-dink commercial anymore it's right. like a legitimate really, produced yeah. commercial and you're right a lot of they're so empowering mm-hmm. like we got to see two commercials for Reebok right and I mean one of them almost brought me to tears oh, yeah
1: it's amazing because it's j- it, it really does capture like that emotion and all the passion that you have and what you feel about the sport and about the community and yeah tries all to yeah. Tell that story
0: you can re- totally relate Absolutely, And I'm sure for some people, you know, that that's what they, uh, I don't even, I don't have the word for it, but that's kind of what they hope for, for mm-hmm. their future. Absolutely. The commercial hasn't been released yet, so I don't want to <laughs> give away too much. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true.
1: <laughs> Do you have a favorite, I don't know if you have a favorite moment or, or top moments from all your years of competing at the games?
0: Um... I have, the one that stands out the most is the Spirit of the Games Award. Mm-hmm. That's my most favorite. Uh, people are surprised when they hear that because they say, well, it's not being on the podium. Right. and Absolutely not. I l- fell in love with this yeah. community, and I feel like the Spirit of, ga- of the Games embodies the community. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to represent. That's what I continue as, you know, as I walk through, through this journey mm-hmm. of CrossFit. I want people to experience the journey. Yeah. Uh, so when I'm at the Games, I'm going to be nice to, you know, people. I'm going to talk to them if they look like they might be a little down, ask right. them if they're okay, and um, that might not be the right way, but that's my way mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, carry on the tradition of community. Right. I know and there's a lot of money on, lo- on the line. Yeah, but, but
1: it's been working for you pretty well <laughs> so far, so <laughs> I wouldn't change anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I think I... I agree. I um, I mean, and you actually can compare because you've been on the podium. Mm-hmm. And then having that recognition as well with the spirit of the games, I think I feel the same way when people ask me about my favorite moment from competing. Like, as much as I absolutely did not want to tear my Achilles and I did not want that to happen, that brought out a whole different side of the community that I had never experienced before. Like, I had never experienced the support from that magnitude. Right. And like uh, nothing has ever touched me in that way before. And so I think that was more powerful to me than being on the podium.
0: Right. It's, I mean, it it truly proves to you that, you know, everyone has goodness in them. Yeah. And when they reach out to you, they have no idea who you are. Right. And they just want to wish you the best of luck or ask you if you need anything. It's really special. Yeah. I mean, for you to go out there is incredible. Um, and I was literally, I was cheering for <laughs> you so hard. I, did, I was like, Aww. it was so, it was, I mean, that was one of the, my most favorite um, weeks of watching the regionals. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't my favorite that you hurt right, yourself, of course. but it was so inspiring. Like I was so inspired. Like I just wanted to pick you up and give you a big <laughs> hug. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really, it really goes back to community. It does. It does. And it shows you,
1: like it showed me too, <clears throat> I think, It was my last season and it really was the first time I think I really embraced and enjoyed the process of training more than any other season and that because it ended that way it just really drove that home that like it's not about the ending Mm -hmm. it's about the process and it's about the community and the relationships you build and the support you have and so a lot of times those things I mean I like to think everything happens for a reason but you know a lot of good does come out of setbacks and bad things too so absolutely yeah so I've had plenty of (laughs) (laughs) stuff. What was some of your, what, over this course of, I don't know, how long have you been doing CrossFit now? Like 12 Uh, years. 12 years, yeah. Yeah. What have been some of your biggest setbacks or were were there any moments where you thought, I just can't do this anymore or maybe this is going to be my last year?
0: Yeah, I'm uh, absolutely, I've had those moments. Um, I've had knee injuries and, Um, I'm currently dealing with a back thing Mm -hmm. and I'm just learning how to cope. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like being told I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, so especially when it's somebody who I kind of hold in a higher light, like a doctor, Mm -hmm. um, and they tell me that I need to change my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, it makes me really angry. (laughs) That's what currently happened with my back injury. I was like, the doctor I saw who was a pain management doctor was like, you need to change your lifestyle. Mm. I was like. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not doing drugs. I don't drink very often. Right. Really, you're going to tell me my life is that bad. And I, I couldn't take it. I just really couldn't mm-hmm. wrap my head around it. And um, so I just learned a smarter way of training. Mm-hmm. And everything is getting better. I have, you know, still some yeah. days that aren't as good. But I do feel like I am healing my injury. Mm-hmm. I'm being very smart with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And... I'm going to prove that he's wrong. (laughs) I think it's just how you handle it. I mean, I haven't had something so catastrophic that it really, you know, lands me on my butt. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had injuries where I've had, you know, I've had at least five surgeries while I have done CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Um, It was by no means because of CrossFit. Mm -hmm. It was some, stupid thing that I did Mm -hmm. while exercising fast (laughs) (laughs) and so you know injuries do happen I can cross the street and get injured you know that uh so it was just you know how you bounce back you know Mm -hmm. if it's you know a couple months it's how can you adapt to you know maybe not using your hand or whatever Mm -hmm. but uh there haven't been too many setbacks where I just said you know I think it's time for me to you know quit Mm -hmm. or stop I my journey uh, how I see it currently is that yes I will end being an individual competitor maybe sooner than later Mm -hmm. uh, and go into kind of the team aspect and experience the team but I'm not done yet so
1: (laughs) 10 is (laughs) coming (laughs) yeah we're gonna we're gonna try for it
0: (laughs) I'm doing my best
1: that's awesome that was gonna be my next question is kind of where you see yourself going long term so it sounds like team do you ever plan to compete in
0: masters once you get there? Um, I think I'm going to give it a try mm-hmm. like I'll do the qualifiers and just see what happens mm-hmm. you know um, but yeah that's kind of the journey because I don't I don't do CrossFit for just the just competing Right. Um, it's just kind of a way and a test to see where I'm at each year and i am mm-hmm. able to kind of regroup and see what I can do better for the next year so mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like my yearly test, right? Uh, so <laughs> if I can do it on a, it. a bigger scale, it pushes me to be just a little bit better um, and work a little bit harder in front of a crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't really, it doesn't define me. Um, it just kind of sh- tells me what my next chapter in my fitness um, journey is going to be.
1: Okay, and what is that what drives you then or when you think about having that as your goal or the qualifying for the games or going to the games as your goal, Is that what you're thinking about all year? Or are you just thinking about, I just want to get better? and Yeah, I I am truly thinking
0: of um, where am I deficient and what can I do better? Where can I get stronger? Um, I don't try to worry about regionals. Um, I know it's coming, Mm -hmm. so there's no reason to stress about it. I have a training partner who always is like, she walks in every (laughs) week and is like, five weeks till the open. (laughs) And I'm like, shut up. It'll be here sooner than we know. (laughs) But yeah, I just, I'm just trying to enjoy, Mm -hmm. like I train by myself if I have to, but if I have the choice, um, I train with training partners who are lighthearted about it. Mm -hmm. They go hard when it's necessary, um, every day in in the workout, but Mm -hmm. we can laugh, we can goof around, we make it fun Mm -hmm. and I'm really having a great time right now. I'm having fun and that's really important. Right. Yeah, I don't
1: think you'd be able to do it. Keep doing it as long as you do if you weren't having fun. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Definitely (laughs) not. Definitely not. But you're also really busy since you've opened your gym, which was how many years ago? Yeah, we uh, opened up in 2014, the end of 14. Okay. So you're obviously very busy with that as well. And that's been a new something else that you have to prioritize. And then you've gotten (laughs) married. And, you know, there's so many other things that you're doing. How do you... Balance those,
0: or how do you prioritize those? The is balance you're at your day? Yeah, sorry to interrupt oh you. No, you're fine. The balance is constantly a struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do the best I can. Um, in my the beginning of my career, I feel like I sacrificed a lot mm-hmm. to be in that gym, to working out. Um, now I know if I don't get something done to my programming, I move it to the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, before the holidays, my family and I got together once a week. We're going to probably start that back up mm-hmm. now that everything's kind of calmed back down. But mm-hmm. family is extremely important. I have a one-year-old nephew wow. who I absolutely adore, <laughs> and I want to be a part of his life mm-hmm. um, on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And I want to see, you know, how he is growing up right. rather than just hearing it from my sister. Right. So that's important to me. Um, and growing my business, mm-hmm. you know, trying to make it as successful as possible. And, um yeah, I still coach, you know, 22 to 26 hours a week. It's amazing. And it's not a job. I uh, Waking up is a job. <laughs> it's really hard to wake up super early in the morning. Mm-hmm. But once I get started, um, I'm ready to go. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. I love all my classes and, you know, working with different people, some of them who are on their journey for the first time, mm-hmm. others who have been with me for, you know, eight, nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's, it's
1: magical that's awesome do you have any stories of s- clients or members that have had really amazing transformations or yeah things we seen? um
0: every year it's usually during the holidays mm-hmm. we have a healthier you challenge okay uh so we had one this past uh september and it went for eight weeks oh wow So it was a longer time. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of my clients and good friends, Sabrina, she had kind of, she has been an athlete her whole entire life Mm -hmm. and, you know, things just kind of got away from her. You know, she fell in love Ah. and got married (laughs) and so she had extra weight. She was still working out. It was just, you know, the nutrition wasn't dialed in Mm -hmm. and our whole thing was, you know, Healthy foods. Really try to be aware and present when you're eating. Yeah. And so, the mo- I mean, it's very profound how much she lost, and how inspired she is mm-hmm. still. She's been. She's still sticking with it. And she's got a goal, and you know I, we still check in with each other. But mm-hmm. she's lost 30 pounds. She has taken away. Um, she's gone down six belt loops. Wow. And it's just fascinating. And it's great to see how empowered she is and, you know, how proud of herself she is. Mm -hmm. I think her confidence has gone up and uh, it's just, it it really just (laughs) is, that's the proud part. Like I do this because of that. Mm -hmm. I do that for my clients who get their first pull up or this is why I do it and this is my purpose is just that enthusiasm and that light that you see in somebody's Mm -hmm. eyes it really inspires me to, you know, make myself a better coach, um, and experience more of those.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. And then for your other
0: clients to see that too, I'm sure it's infectious. Oh yeah, I mean this challenge, this challenge above all, because we've had probably f- three or four, mm-hmm. um, was the most inspiring. Mm. We had at least four or five people that lost um, a big percentage, wow. and. Um, It was empowering for the entire gym. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to do it again. You know, it's hard to tell people, like, this isn't isn't a diet. It's a lifestyle change. Right, we need to continue. So, yeah. (laughs) So I'm still working on that. But, um, yeah, it really brings up the morale for the entire gym.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I want to finish with three questions I ask everyone. Okay. So first one is three things that you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health. Uh, I
0: laugh often. Yes. Um, <laughs> We've I, been doing a lot of that this week. Oh, yes, <laughs> we definitely. have. Um, I try to spend as much time with my family and friends, mm-hmm. and I really feel like a dog will change your life, ah. and so I spend <laughs> a lot of time with my dog, and yeah. um, I love him a lot. I don't plan on having children, so okay. your dog um, is your my baby. dog is my baby, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah it's a different kind of love so yeah we have a good time <laughs> oh that's so fun
1: i would love to get a dog but not
0: we can't not get, really get
1: one right now but someday they're a I, lot of work yeah we had one growing up and it's it's so nice to come home to it really any, he's with any, me any all the time oh, so he's amazing. like my sidekick my shadow yeah. and
0: um yeah if you've never seen him go on my instagram because i pretty <laughs> much post more about him than anything, anything else <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: that's awesome What about one thing that you think would have a big impact on your health, but you just have a hard time implementing it or doing it on a regular basis?
0: Uh, Really dialing in my nutrition. Mm. I think um, I would really like to uh, weigh and measure more, Mm -hmm. but it's very time-consuming. And unfortunately, I'm a little lazy with that. Making time for that is Mm -hmm. something that I know is very important, Mm -hmm. and I just haven't found the right time to do it so Mm -hmm. I'm I I struggle with it and I'm trying to do it every single day but right
1: I'm I'm with you on that I've gone you know you go in spurts where I do really good about measuring things and then I fall off the wagon but just it does take a lot of preparation and you know thinking ahead to make Mm -hmm. sure that you can do it have you ever done zone or measured things for a extended period of time I
0: did zone um I tried to go with like counting my macros okay uh or at least, actually, I'm not going to say I counted my macros. I logged everything. Okay. And so that's, I I recommend that for anybody. Just start logging. Mm-hmm. And you're very aware of what you eat. Yeah. Uh, I ate a lot of fat. And so as I started to log, mm-hmm. I was more aware, uh, more aware of the fat that I was eating. Okay. And so I was able to kind of balance out my pie chart. So okay. I feel like I was counting macros in the sense that I was trying to find that 40-30-30 balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't you know, really dialing it down to precise numbers. Okay. Okay. What does a healthy life look like to you? A healthy life is, I mean, very much with three positive goals, you know, is to laugh often, surround yourself with people who will make you uh, a better human. Mm -hmm. Um, And to get outdoors. (laughs) Yes. That's That's such a good, get off your phone, which I am guilty of. Sometimes we all are. get off your phone and, Go outside and just experience the sun and the fresh air. Do it with somebody. Do it with a dog. But, right. you know, get outside and play. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, on that note, I think we should go
1: do that and enjoy the rest <laughs> of this sun out here. Sounds good <laughs> to me. But thank you so much for sitting down with me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Since this conversation with Becca, we all watched her incredible effort at the California Regionals this year and the emotion of her falling just short of qualifying as an individual competitor to the Games for the 10th year in a row. She'll always be a legend in the sport of fitness and we're wishing her all the best this year as she prepares to compete in a new category, the 35 to 39 year old female Masters. In this conversation, Becca mentions how it was the community that drew her to CrossFit and has propelled her to such great success in her competitive career and her affiliate. What was it about CrossFit that was most intriguing to you when you first started? Let me know in the comments below this post on my website, Juliefouche.com. To make sure you never miss an episode and to receive exclusive content from me, head to my website, juliefouchet.com and subscribe to my email list. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and consider giving the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send me an email at info at i I'll choose some of these inspiring stories to share here on future episodes. Don't forget you can train with me through Beyond the Whiteboard by visiting trainwithjuliefouché.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health. This episode is brought to you by Mobility Wad. Do you struggle to get into good positions in your training and workouts? Are your movement compensations causing you undue pain and grief? MWad's belief is that every human being should be able to perform basic maintenance on themselves. For nearly 10 years, Mobility Wad has been the go to for the world's best athletes and teams. Do you know what hundreds of Olympic and world-class athletes, professional teams in the NFL, MLB, basketball, hockey, rugby, and soccer, and dozens of universities all have in common? They use MobilityWa to train and compete at their best. I first took Dr. Kelly Sturet's Movement and Mobility course in 2013 and since then have read his books and followed his videos for ideas on how to address my own movement restrictions but sometimes having all this information can become overwhelming, which is why I think the real genius is in the MWOD subscription. As part of this subscription, you have access to not only hundreds of hours of video content that can be filtered based on your specific questions, but also a daily 10 minute mobility WAD video. You just log in and follow Kelly's instructions as if he is there coaching you in person for 10 minutes per day. You may pick up certain exercises that you wish to incorporate on a regular basis before or after your workouts. But at the very least, by following this daily program, you know you are addressing a wide range of movement patterns and body parts on a regular basis without having to think about it. I often do these sessions first thing in the morning or before bed as a way to wind down from the day. In addition, you have access to an on-ramp sequence and a 14-day mobility challenge that helps you understand the basics and identify the areas you personally need to focus on. You can lean on the MWOD community and discussion boards to learn from others who have been through similar situations or injuries. And if you need more personalized help, you can use the MWOD list to find a like minded practitioner in your area. It's easy to become part of the Mobility WAD community, but for being a Pursuing Health listener, you can receive 20% off an annual membership with code Julie Foucher. That's J U L I E F O U C H E R. Just visit www.mobilitywad.com. Full potential, full power.